in a world where everyone is looking for your money up front, doesn't it just make sense to check out a podcast that's looking to give you something for free? Like the music for your content and free music for your film and videos? Look no further. It's the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about creating album art and promo materials. Developing captivating album art and visuals is an essential part of releasing music in the modern era. With streaming services and online platforms being the primary channels for music discovery and consumption, an artist's visual aesthetics play a huge role in capturing attention and conveying their vibe. Thankfully, there are more tools and resources than ever before to aid independent musicians in crafting professional imagery and artwork without expensive designers. This week, going a little off script, and I'm just going to talk off the cuff a little bit because this is something that's really near and dear to my heart. Creating album art and promo materials for the last two and a half years has been a real fun and exciting part of this journey. I've been able to discover amazing new tools and amazing ways of expressing myself visually about the sonic stuff that I've been coming up with. So it's really great. Now, where to start? Now, a caveat, everything I'm telling you right now is based on October 2023 data. Most, if not all of this, is going to change. That's how fast some of these tools are moving around. And the tools, the first tools I'm talking about are art generation, specifically art generation that utilizes AI or some kind of generative fill type of thing. If you've played around with Photoshop or Midjourney, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and what better example of a great tool than to start with Midjourney? My God. Ever since I've been using it, I've been using Midjourney for about a year now, and I'd like to think I got pretty good at prompting. Some of the images I've come up with my albums have really struck a chord with people. Uh, specifically, I've had a couple of great comments about my synthwave and retro synth albums. They look very, very 80s. Also, I've created a bunch of album art associated with my horror tunes. Specifically, my Scared to Death album cover uh, with a really creepy little girl in front of a bunch of zombies, as well as my comical short-form nightmares. That's what I called it, short-form nightmares. That album cover has like this big scary beast and basically this little unassuming person standing next to them. And the juxtaposition of those two things is really actually quite cool. But all of them capturing something about the musicality of what I'm doing. And I really enjoy it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes these things, they take a little bit of time to put into play and into motion. And I get frustrated at times with mid journey because it doesn't seem to want to produce the thing that is in my mind's eye, but that really comes down to the next part here, which is prompting understanding prompting and understanding how to get the results that you want for mid journey starts with a really concise to the point understandable direction for that software to go and you know you take the chance with a certain phrase 
that you're going to get what you want. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But honestly, there's tools out there that help you organize that so you can do crazy aspect ratios like widescreen format at 16 by 9. You know, any of the other kind of ratios that you need out there for TikTok or Reels or anything so that you know you've, whatever image that you're creating is going to do exactly what you want it to do. Well, it generates four images initially, and then there's upscaling opportunities, re-edits, new functionalities added constantly. One thing about Midjourney is that right now you have to have it through Discord. So if you don't know what Discord is, it's it's an online community where I mean, if, I mean, if you don't know what Discord is, you're probably living under a rock. But but it's literally just a great place to collaborate, have video conferencing, phone calls over the internet, and a great way to communicate and organize groups, meetings, anything, anything you want. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really a great tool. But in addition to all the functionality that Discord has, this particular thing, Midjourney, is only available through there right now. They're working on a website to actually be able to generate all these prompts or all these images from these prompts. But for now, you have to have an account through Midjourney and literally if you pay for it every month, which is about 30 bucks, if you pay for the fee, then you have your own chat bot that literally you can send all the commands, all the all the image prompts to, and it's in your own thread. So it's just specific to you as if you were messaging somebody personally, which is kind of cool because now you have this whole history there, which I think is great because there's times I've gone back and I'm like, hey, I mean, I created these like solar system and like universe type pictures. And I need something that's like spacey. So I, I'm going to go back into it and do something with that. But I have a history, a, a thread history. I mean, you got to go back pretty far sometimes if you generate a lot of stuff like I do because I'm a subscriber. But at least it's there, you know. Um, Midjourney has itself, you know, a guide to all the prompt commands. So it literally tells you about these crazy things like seeds. You can you can do a very specific seed, which basically is kind of something in the background that it says, okay, if you take this seed, then it's going to generate certain types of images based on that. But there's all sorts of things. You can, you can isolate it to certain styles. You can isolate it to all sorts of things. There's a huge book on that book. I say book, but it's like a PDF or a web page for Midjourney. There's also tons of tutorial tutorials out there, and you really don't have to pay for any of them. Honestly, do a YouTube search or even pick up ChatGPT or Claude AI and ask them the questions and they'll give you all the resources you need. So if you're struggling with or challenged with the idea of creating some of these images and you're trying it out for the first time, I, there's, there's plenty of resources and help out there for you. Also, there's sites that just create prompts based on normal English language. It'll literally, you just say, hey, I want a picture of a fairy tale princess uh, in the style of Disney or Pixar or something like that. And it'll give you a prompt with a bunch of the stuff that you need to put in there to get the result that you want. And you just copy and paste it into your Discord server and message it and boom, it'll come up with with the images, hopefully. 
hopefully. Again, you know, it, sometimes it's hit or miss. I personally like the paid model. Again, otherwise you're in, you know, a public thread where you're at the mercy of how many other people are in there doing stuff and they can grab your image. Not that they can't, I mean, Discord, or not Discord, but MidJourney keeps a record of all this stuff. So if they feature your picture or something like that, I'm, I think somebody can grab it and use it. I've never seen any of my stuff out there. Again, people are generating millions of images a day, so I don't think it's a real issue. Another one is called Leonardo.ai. It's very similar to MidJourney. It has a style selection section, so you can literally just say, like, I want this in the style of Salvador Dali, and it'll basically generate all the prompts with kind of that artistic style. You know, that, or you could do something cubist or minimalist or whatever. This is, again, this is another paid model that has many templates and styles already started for you. Uh, the paid model, this paid model uses tokens. So I think you start with like 150 tokens in the beginning. I didn't care for this one as much. I didn't feel like it moved the images as well to what I was looking for, like Midjourney does. So I, I, I gravitated away from it. I probably should go back to it because these, these tools, again, you could try a tool three months later, it's improved like a thousand percent because everybody's vying for your eyes and more importantly, your money if it's a paid model. So <laughs> they're all trying to improve upon each other, which is great. But occasionally I'll jump into Leonardo if I'm looking for something really specific. I find that it does fantasy stuff really good. So if you're looking to do like, you know, D&D style fantasy, uh, Lord of the Rings type things, dra big dragons, you know, princes, princesses, you know, flowing gowns, all sorts of stuff like that. It does a really good job with that. Dolly 2 is another one that I'll gravitate towards, although that one, it's built off of stability, which all of them really, I mean, Midjourney is too, but Dolly 2 was, Dolly, or the Dolly series, rather, had an issue with hands for the longest time. And in fact, I've still seen issues with it. It'll generate extra fingers or, you know, an extended hand. Uh, it just doesn't quite get the human form like I like it to get. Now, granted, I haven't played around with it for a little while because I've kind of dove into mid-journey for like the last four to six months. So again, like I said, you want to check these things out for any of your image needs that you want to generate on your own. And literally go in there and play around with them because again they improve monthly quarterly the big thing about dolly 2 is that it's free to use but it's kind of a limited product in that regards again again you're you're dealing with issues where you're having like hands that are weird or the body's like kind of dysmorphic or whatever these things can be fixed in other software but Oftentimes, when I'm trying to generate an image, I really just want to do the thing. I just want to create the image, and I don't want to have to port it into Photoshop and do some kind of generative fill in the area that got screwed up. Because, you know, every time you're doing like another generation of an image that you've done previously, and maybe you'll get some pixelization, maybe it won't be exactly what you're looking for. And I feel like eh, instead of, you know, messing around with it over and over again and potentially wasting a bunch of time, I'd rather get a good product up front. And 
again, Mid Journey has a generative fill procedure where you get to the end of an image and you're like, ah, there's just this one spot I want it to go away. Well, you can use the lasso, lasso tool and isolate that part of the image and then put a prompt in there to try to get rid of what you want or to do whatever you want to do. And oftentimes it'll, it'll fix the thing you want to fix. So I mean, it sounds like I'm a giant advertisement tonight for mid journey, but I, it, the software is just really good and they just keep improving constantly on that software. So, you know, if it's not broke, don't, you know, <laughs> why use something else or why start going down another learning curve when you don't need to, you know? But once I've gotten that, I uh, do a final album art creation in a program online that has a free version, but honestly, for functionality and everything I want to do with it, the paid version is well worth every single penny. And that program is Canva. Canva is, wow, Canva is just fantastic. If you want a go-to software that you can do all your social media with and you can create consistent album art over and over and over again, I mean, I, I cannot loud enough the benefits and the time saver associated with Canva. The second I found this software to start generating my album cover art, I mean, there's times that I have put together an album in 15 minutes between generating the image, dropping it in there into Canva, having a template already set up with the pixelization, or, or not the pixelization, but the uh, the number of pixels, like the dimensions and everything. I've just, I, I have templates in there. There's templates that are available that you can jump off of, and you can literally springboard off of some of the most popular and well-received templates right off the get-go. So they're just there waiting for you to use them. Now, it's functional for all social media needs too. It has templates to scale all of that. So it's got the aspect ratio of TikTok, but it's also got the widescreen format of say a widescreen video on YouTube. So you can do thumbnails for that. There's all sorts of t social media suggestions and ideas for blog posts for, my God, it, it's just endless. There's thousands, thousands of templates on there. You could do online collaboration with it as well, which I think is great. You can literally invite somebody in to a piece that you're working on. Let's say you've got a team that's doing social media together. You know, you just need somebody to come in here and, or you're doing this for somebody else, right? Like you're, you're building, say, you know, a reel or something, or you're just looking for a thumbnail for something and you need somebody to come in there and do a tweak to it. You can literally invite them in and give them editing option, op, you know, availability to it or permission. You can give them editing permission, jump in there. They can come in and they can mess with it too, assuming they know what they're doing, but the menus in here, I just, there's just so much function. I, I can write a book, you know, not, not a huge book, but I can, I can, I can create a book in here. I can create like, you know, journals out of here and, and have them printed, or you can literally export a PDF that, you know, Kindle direct publishing will accept in, in the format and literally print your own books from here. It's really, really cool. I mean, the, 
The user interface and entering in interface is super simple. It has centering points and guidelines that make it a breeze. I mean, if you think that you don't have the wording centered at those, all those like snap points come up automatically, which is great. So you know that you're pulling the text into the right spot and you know it's centered on the image. You don't have to go back and, you know, try to figure out, oh, is it exactly where it's supposed to be? No, you, you got it. You got it. There's there's guidelines and everything that let you know exactly where you're at. And if you liked the design of something else, you can literally just save a copy, instantly have content that matches with itself. And I mean, a good example is this podcast. I, the last six episodes, I've done that way. I've literally just saved a copy of the previous one so that I have the same font, same orientation, drop another image in the background, change the text, and instantly I've got myself a new thumbnail for for the next show, which is great. Again, there's thousands of templates and ideas giving you endless creative po possibilities. And new to Canva is something they call the Magic Studio, which I literally just stumbled across like a week ago and I just watched the video tonight before I started recording this podcast. And my God, it's AI powered or AI assisted, however you want to call it. Like the whole studio isn't all AI, but it literally is pulling in some of the best tools from everything I just said. Like the generative fills, it does that kind of thing on your images now. It generates video and images, it appears. I've got to get in there and play around with that and go through some tutorials. I'm going to have to do a YouTube search on that to see if somebody's already done a deep dive on it, which I'm sure they have. The, I mean, functionality, it looks just like Adobe Photoshop and Midjourney and many other tools. I just, I just didn't have enough time. It's clearly going to be another podcast because these tools just seem like they're going to work out great for me and anybody else out there that's a, a podcaster or a content creator or a musician, composer, producer is going to want to use some of this stuff. In short and in summary here, uh, with online platforms making visual creation more accessible than ever, independent artists have immense potential to craft compelling imagery that represents their music. Experiment with AI image generation and graphic design tools to fully realize your artistic vision. Look, <laughs> This stuff is great. You don't need to spend all this time creating these things when there's tools out there to help you get what you want. Long ago has gone by the way of the dodo of, oh, you know, if it's going to be worth seeing, it's got to be all you and all original and blah, blah, blah. Look, people just love content. People want to consume content. I enjoy making these things. I enjoy making the visuals that help bring to life the music that I create. But, you know, I don't also want to get bogged down in all the minutia of all that and take away from the core of what I'm trying to do here, which is make music that people are going to use in their content and enjoy. Like, I want something that's going to complement that real fast, but effectively and speaks to my personality and everything. So these tools are great. There's some... There's some debate out there as to what that's doing for other creatives, specifically in the visual space. I can tell you that if the situation is correct, I absolutely would have an independent artist of some kind put together 
the visuals that I need. Now, in most of my cases here, I don't really need that. And it's because some of the things I want to put together for what I'm doing are very simple and very straightforward. And it just works, man. It just absolutely works. And if you haven't tested it out for some of this, you should really try it, especially my fellow musicians out there. In fact, I have a few musician friends that used to do spend a lot of time putting together their album art and they discovered some of these tools as well and they're just ecstatic and it, it takes a fraction of the time to release something because let's face it you don't want to just put text up there you want to have a compelling image to make somebody interested in what you're doing you know uh, creating captivating visual content is key to making an impact and leaving a lasting impression amidst the saturated music landscape a lot of big words saying listen You've got to stick out, and you stick out by making things that are pretty cool looking. So definitely get into it, get into this Canva, get into this mid-journey Leonardo Dolly 2, and play around with it. If not for the album art, like I, what I do, there's plenty of other things. You content creators out there that struggle to come up with images or consistent copy for your thumbnails or for your YouTube channel or for you know TikTok, any of those things, I'm telling you, these tools are the key to making your life easier and you generating and producing more content that people are looking to see and consume and absorb. And you can focus more on the quality of the content that you're producing. You know, that's basically it for me for this week. I want to thank you all once again for checking in, and thanks again for listening to the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast.